Buckle up! This podcast is going to be all about the journey. Hi, I'm Clara, your host of Talk Journey to Me podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This podcast really stemmed from the thought that everyone comes from a different background and how they have handled their highs and lows of life. Join us as we dive deeper into my guest story. Okay, um, so yeah, a little bit about... Uh, well, me, um, JC Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Um, many people don't know this, but my full name is my full name is Johnaya. And um, interesting how my nickname came to be, and I just began to live in it. This is crazy that I'm even thinking of it this way because I actually never thought of it this way. But I was in a very abusive relationship um, back in 2010. And um, so I had to change my, like, I had to change my Facebook information. Like, I had to change everything. And so I could no longer go by, like, my full name. And so I was like, well, I'll just go by my initials. And um, then it just, it just kind of stuck. And then everybody who saw me on Facebook, they'd see me in real life and go JC. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, then, and then realize, Oh, that's what they know me as on Facebook. So, um, and so I just came, became, I, it just feels like it, it felt like I just was becoming, um, this new version of myself. And, um, so fast forward, the reason why I started my business, um, was, really to um, educate people on financial literacy and help people understand um, how money works, how money talks and how to save money and um, bring that information to my community because in the black and brown community, we are not uh, typically exposed to good examples of how to use money, how to, how to save money, how to make money. We're not typically shown, um, prosperous lives where money is like not an an issue for, for us. Many times money is, there's many mind blocks. So I wanted to understand why my family was poor biggest thing and why my friends were not poor. Like, I just wanted to understand that. I never, I never got it. And so as I grew older, um, Another big reason why I started my business was because my mom, I would notice her um, as growing up, you know, stressed out about money. She never really expressed that she was stressed out about money. Um, We always went to really great schools because we lived in the suburbs, but we were also very broke. So she wanted to make sure we got a really great education, which was important and probably the thing that actually saved my life and made me into the person that I am today. But I would always feel that stress of her being stressed out about money. Mm-hmm. And I just wish I could help her. I just wish I could do something. And um, so as I began to think about what I wanted to do as far as my career um, in 2019, I started my own unique business. Was it 2019? 2018, I think I started my own unique cosmetic business and I absolutely thrived. And I, again, I started feeling like this is a new version of me. I'm really appreciating this new version of me. Um, so I fast forward, completed that business. Um, I won't go into 
everything about unique, but um, it was what really great gave me the mindset that I can really be an F and business owner. Like I can do this. I was green status. I was top 3% of my company. Um, I led a, a, a team of 30 people. Like I, it was, it was great. It was an amazing ride. And well, my team fell off um, come 2020. And this is when shit's really started to hit the fan. And I know a lot of people can resonate with this, but this is, this is my 2020 shit hit the fan story. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, in 2020 was when a lot of racial, um, and civil, civil unrest happened for many of us. And, um, Armand Arboral, I can't pronounce his last name, but he, he was shot and killed at the top of the year. Um, I was pregnant at that time. And first of all, anybody knows if you're, when you're pregnant, like you can't keep yourself together. Okay. You're just, you just can't keep it together. And, and I was so angry. I was not sad. I did not cry. I was so angry. Um, and then George Floyd, Floyd was killed by the police. And my, t- I started speaking out about my experience as a black woman, as a black woman with biracial children. Mm-hmm. I started speaking out about my experiences and my team totally left. They, they all called me racist. They all totally just dipped out of me, said, I can't believe you would think this way. Um, because I genuinely just started speaking about my experiences and my experiences as a black woman are not comfortable. And, mm-hmm. and, and these are not experiences that will make you feel like, wow. And I'm going to tell it from my point of view. So long story short, my whole entire team, um, left. And I thought to myself, this is really a blessing in disguise because I don't want to do this anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore anyway. I don't want to be that per. If they think this is me, I don't want to even be a part of that. And I still keep in contact with uh, some of my sideline sisters and unique, but that team, I don't even speak to. And that's really how I've adapted this, this lifestyle now is if that's how you think of me, I can't lower my vibrations to that level. I, I have a mission. I have a purpose in life and I have a passion and I'm here to contribute to the world in a specific way. And if you are not part of that, if you are, if you can't see that, then I have to walk away. So, um, I was also pregnant at the time, also at the very, literally within a day or two, within like 48 hours, um, my previous relationship with my, with my children's father completely went to crumbles. It was already doing that. He was very abusive and it started with financial abuse. So odd. It started with the financial Mm -hmm. abuse and I'm an accountant. And so I always felt lots of guilt. Like, why can't I pay my bills? I'm really confused. Like I know how to work with money. I'm really confused. I don't get it. Well, he was taking money from me. Um, so, and when I got pregnant again, during this whole tumultuous time of civil, uh, racial unrest, him and I were really fighting. Like we were, our, I was done. I just told him, I said, you know what, if you don't go to therapy, if you don't get some help, 
we cannot be together. And not only we can't be together, but I cannot allow you to be a part of our children's lives because you are an unhealthy example of a father. You're an unhealthy example. And I want better for my kids. Well, um, a night the, we got into an argument and the arguments turned very physical. Um, I was 13 weeks pregnant and he hit me against my head and it was, it was a very violent situation. Well, um, long story short with that, he's actually now currently in jail still for basically just not dealing with his, his stuff. And while I'm going through this whole situation, I'm also, I had also started a business in January, 2020. I'd also started a, a, an accounting business in January, 2020. And so I thought to myself, first of all, I'm not going back to corporate America. That's not happening. And I think a lot of us felt that way in 2022, 2020 as well. Like, I don't care what happens. I'm not going back to corporate. Like it's just not happening. And, and, and that's how I was. And it was, it was scary. Cause I was pregnant. I also like, didn't really, it was probably, um, the, the scariest, most risky, if you're a risk adverse person, I would not suggest that decision. It was the most risky decision that I've ever made in my life. Um, and so, um, in October, um, in October, I really started full-fledged going about working my business. And I said, whatever happens, I'm, I have to be the person to, to make it happen. And so I just continued to really push for my business. I started getting clients. I started being able to pay my bills. I was like, what? Like I can do this and pay my bills. This is amazing. I paid my rent. Um, and in December I was able to like get my kids a gift or two. And I'm like, okay, I think I can make this happen. So, um, and what this, what my whole entire life has really taught me is that this whole entire 2020 to 2021 has taught me whatever is happening in your life is going to mirror itself into your business. And the struggles and the challenges that you figure out in your life are going to help you in your business. And once I realized that I was in complete control of handling my, I can take care of my kids. I don't need a babysitter. I can work. I can pay my bills. I can do these things. My biggest enemy really is myself. Because I am the one who is in control of these decisions. And so if I want to do better, then I have to start making some different choices. And that included setting some extreme boundaries with parents, with, uh, with, with their pay with their other parent, setting some extreme boundaries with my family and setting boundaries with my clients. Because another thing that I realized throughout this year was that I was letting clients, um, push my boundaries. And they would ask me for things and ask me for things and I would not be charging them. 
And then that became me losing time to work on other clients. And so now I'm not profitable because I'm working so much for this client because I'm trying to please them and trying to do the best I can. They're not paying me. They're not appreciating me, appreciating me. And that's taken away from my best self in my business. Same thing was happening in my life. I was so focused on this person who was not good for me at all. And I was giving them a hundred percent of me, a hundred percent of JC. I was giving them all my all. And it was not allowing me to show up as the best version of myself in my, as a parent and in my business. And so when I realized the same thing was happening in my business, all I had, all I told myself was, okay, just change it. <laughs> just change it. And, and, and that's exactly what I did. So I started putting boundaries said, you know, if, if you're going to ask me for more things, I'm going to have to charge you. If you're going to take forever to get me your things, I'm going to have to stop working because I have to work for other people. I still have to be a present mom. And so really understanding, I guess the biggest takeaway of this, of this whole experience, this whole talk is just digging deep into what your passion, what your purpose is in life and staying the course, just staying the course. Because once I started to realize I was more than what those ladies thought of me, then I was able to trigger inside my brain. I'm more than this relationship thinks of me. Then I was able to trigger inside my brain. I'm more than what these, these people, these, these clients, they think that I'm, uh, uh, they think that I'm not what I am. Like I'm more than that. And so if I stay the course and believe in myself and live in my highest, highest self, my highest form, then we all profit. Like we all are great because then you can live in your greatest form. I can live in my greatest form. I can teach my kids to live in their greatest form. And then we just live happily ever after. (laughs) Magical stories. So even with like, I feel like the confidence in your business and taking that leap and then really setting boundaries is you have to have that foundation, no matter if it's a friendship or relationship, even just self-love with yourself, like you have to have those boundaries. Um, So with that being said, I'm obviously not a woman of color in business, but I am a woman. So I understand like the whole women's rights type of things in business of us not having the same wage as men and all of these things. But like, I want to dive deeper and kind of go into like the women of color in business and how being a woman and being of color, like how, like, what are some of the things that you run into that not everybody knows about? Like, let's bring those to light of some things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the things that not everybody knows about is that we carry um, epigenetics. So let's talk about that. Epigenetics. When you experience trauma, that trauma can actually change your DNA. And so that trauma can be passed down. And so black people, people of color have this sort of epigenetics factor of, I can't trust anyone. Um, everyone, people in America are not out to do, are 
America just isn't for me, <laughs> really. And 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 as an aspect of that, it's true. And however, what I will say is what I've learned is that if you can figure out the system, then you can navigate anything. Mm-hmm. And so as a woman of color, a lot of tra- uh, challenges that I face are other women of color who also have trust issues. So a, a, a part of my challenge is in business is getting other women of color to trust me. It's mm-hmm. not the white women. It's not the white men. Actually, the white men are my biggest supporters and they give me so much resources. They just like love me, you know, and it's actually the black women I have. I have the biggest challenges with. And it's because of that trust factor. We have been so ingrained not to trust each other, not to even trust each other, because that's what they did. They separated the slaves. They said, you can't trust them. You can't trust them. It was a divide and conquer. And that same philosophy has really been trickled down throughout the years. Just reformatted racism has been reformatted in different ways. And so getting other women to trust me has really been a challenge and I have to go above and beyond, but I do it because I, I have to, because I know I'm called to not because they need me to, I know I'm called to go above and beyond. So I do go above and beyond to reach me because they need the information that I have. They need the implementation practices that I have. They need these things. And in order for me to be able to give them, I have to always vibrate at my highest self. So I know that's probably not expected an expected answer, but um, my, the black community is actually the hardest, the hardest part of running my business. Wow. I would have never even thought that that I feel like it would be like this community just, I mean, just like Colton with like the gay community, like they all are together and lift each other up and they come for a common like purpose. And I see that too, um, in a lot of different diversity groups, but I would have never thought that then that's where like a struggle would be, but it makes sense. Like with just even with trust with anybody, like if you've been through a traumatic experience, even emotional and physical abuse, like you're always on that, like high alert and keeping that in the back of your mind. So even with like the abuse, um, I've had some like emotional abuse with family members and different things. Um, but now I've been very grateful to not have physical abuse, but like, do you have any advice for someone that is silent about their abuse because they're afraid and what they like, what are some steps that they can take silently to be able uh, to move forward? The first silent step is being honest with yourself you have to come inside first. And that's what I had to do. I was very alone during 2020 and I really had no choice, um, but to be alone because I was pregnant, it was a pandemic. I was afraid to go outside. I really spent 70% of my pregnancy inside. So that forced me to look inside of myself. What do I want? What am I not happy about? What do I want to fix? And that was the first silent, that was the first silence um, step. The next step is start to magnify your voice to the world. Talk about it. 
talk about it because when you don't talk about it, then it stays here in your brain and you're Mm -hmm. thinking about different scenarios and you're blaming yourself. Talk about it because there are so many other people, other women who are dealing with abuse and they know it, but they don't see it as, well, that's not the abuse that I see on TV. So it's not Mm. that bad. Mm. Um, and, and it is, it's all very bad. Um, and, and the abuser will have you believing. I don't, I didn't push. I didn't hit you. I pushed you. I didn't, I, I shoved you. It's bad. It's all bad. So start talking about it, magnifying your voice and really talking to people about what has happened to you. And, and that's really what's truly going to set you free. Your story is what sets you free. So that's my, my advice. I love it. I love it so much. So anyone that wants to learn more about your financial journey and the ways that they, you can support them, where can they find you? Absolutely. So you can find me at on Facebook, JC Morgan, um, <laughs> Can you say hi? You can find me on Facebook, JC Morgan. Also, I have a really awesome group. So my Facebook group, I love this group. Shout it from the rooftops because I give so much valuable information on how to use QuickBooks in your business, how to manage your finances. I give you some awesome tips on, um, on tax savings. Here, just take a boop. Um, I give you some really awesome tips on tax savings and we do a weekly training live at 9am Eastern standard time on Saturdays. It's called business finance principles. So make sure you're in that group. Um, and, and also email me jcmorgan at createaccounting.com. If all of this fails, just go to www.createaccounting.com and you will be able to find all of my contact information and services, including bookkeeping, tax prep, and tax strategy. Love it so much. And all of those links we can put in the show notes so they can easily find you on that end. And um, I appreciate you so much for coming on and just giving me, even in my power of like learning, I'm always learning from you. 